What's up on this Saturday? What's up on this Saturday morning? Praise the Lord. He wakes us up, gives us rest, gives us, I know this isn't partially the day of rest because I have plenty of work to do that I'm not able to get to Monday through Friday. Um, a couple of weeks ago, right about the end of July, I was impressed in the spirit while studying. I forgot exactly what verse I was in. I think it was a discussion with a brother in Christ. Um, kind of led over to, um, found myself sitting in, uh, over in Revelation out there looking at the different warnings to the churches. Warnings and edifications. They're both, usually in most cases, because Hebrews 4 clearly says the Word of God. And always want to make note of this, that the Word of God is not just a book that we read. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. Because uh, we kind of, a little bit foolishly, a little bit ignorant, call it the Bible. You won't find the word Bible anywhere in there. Uh, the Old Testament, actually both Testaments call it the Scriptures. When the New Testament refers to Scriptures, that means we need to open up to the Old Testament because we prefer it back. The Old points to the New, and the New always points to the Old, of how God worked in those particular situations. But there's this one verse, this one pretty much word that got it, and I'm going to read most of these actualities from the New King James. The other ones, the newer versions, they go by the, most of them go by an incorrect uh, Greek interpretation, a Greek interpretation that is very evil, and that is not of God, it's very clear, I'm not going to call out that name, because that ain't the, that ain't the way Jesus um, told us to correct people, we start out correcting one-on-one, -on -one, and then it goes to two or three, whatever, then it goes to before the whole church, then it goes to bye, take a walk uh, but that is over in Revelation, we'll refer back to that later in a moment Re removing so I'm just going to title it, removing lampstand, warning it's definitely a warning to it that was in there in Revelation 2, as a warning to repent when God gives us a warning or hears a warning, if we're reading and praying and we get to a point where we hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, our counselor, our teacher, our pastor is not our helper, counselor, teacher, our spouse is not our helper, counselor, teacher. Matter of fact, uh, a spouse cannot be a provider apart from God. Only God is our provider. You can be, uh, you can work as many hours as you need to, to, you know, pay the bills but if God is not the one doing the providing you know what you're doing you're just doing vain work I'm not saying I'll tell you don't work we are all commanded both men and women to work in one area of another the, unfortunately false teaching has crept in decades ago that perverted that and I'm not going to get along with that one um, I'm not one for reading from my script but I'm only one I put notes to reminding because I'm old. Uh, see, I ain't got much hair. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm going to try and make this as methodical. And it's totally led by me because it is not me at all. It's totally the Holy Spirit that gave that. This, you know, I have like 20 verses. Don't get nervous. They're all fit. They will all fit. They're all examples. 
we need to stamp first of all we need to make the new king jeans doesn't use the word lamp stand so when i it was interesting i mean they use the word lamp stand but king james and most of them use the word candlestick guess what it's the same thing what do we all know first of all according to the flesh what do we know is a candlestick or a lamp stand well you ever lose power just that you can't hold the candle in your hand for very long now it could be a longer size normal size candle but that candle is gonna that power's out for a while that candle is gonna burn and guess what happens it gets smaller and you're holding that in your hand guess what you're gonna scream or cry or wail or bemoan if it goes too long it'll be down that wax will be down to nothing but it has to be set sometime now some old-fashioned individuals can say well i don't have a candlestick so you melt a little bit of wax you put in the plate well guess what it's still a holder so the candlesticks back then didn't look didn't necessarily look uh, we don't know how they looked the bible could describe a little bit i'm sure they were glorious i'm sure they wasted a lot of um, human effort well they were not wasted per se i don't want to use that terminology but yeah again so let us not get caught on well my version says candlestick my version lamp today yeah, it's that same thing so let's stop playing games here one thing I also noticed though, whether, whether it's a plate, not even holding it in your hand because you know that's not going to be for very long, which means if you're planning on doing that, first of all, the true light is Jesus Christ. The church is not the light. Some people have twisted the Sermon on the Mount verse where it says, You are a city sent out of hell. No, yeah, you're a city, all right. Uh, but that verse in Revelation, it's saying, I will come and remove. remove your lampstand from its place you cannot do it's removing the lampstand so it says that that's where jesus the lampstand is placed for you is where it's set up it's set down first we're not going to carry the lampstand or candlestick candlestand around in our hand it's going to set on a table as it was in the old testament it's going to set on a shelf or whatever not too close to the wall because it'll burn the building down obviously um it's got to be set uh, wholly and fully. So again, when it's set there, so as we're going to see the progression, and that's the way the light of Jesus Christ is. When we are truly born again, when he has broken us, we've broken up before God. He's gotten our attention. He showed us that we are all sinners before Almighty God. There was not one righteous, not me, not you, anybody before God. Just Jesus Christ. Period. There is no other way. Not your pastor. Not your mommy. Not your daddy. Not your mentor. Not your counselor. Not your employer. Not your employees. Out there, if um, you're a manager leader, just one. Not the president of any country or any nation or prime minister, if they're called that. Just one. Jesus Christ. You leave him up. Not your bishop. Down the road. Not your community leader. One. Jesus Christ, He is the light of God. He's the one that will set up this. And when He sets up that lampstand or candlestick, I'm just going to use the term so I don't keep comparing the two bag of four since we've probably gone there. I'm going to use the term lampstand because a lot of these verses may point to that one. We already know where they stand as far as the title of where it's set. When, he can, when we're born again, He's setting up a lampstand in there so He can come in. And dwell. So there's a few little background things. I'm gonna have to flip some pages here because 
Jesus doesn't tell us to memorize scripture. He tells us to know him. To know him, you're going to know his words. Because a talent to memorize, that's a human trait. It's a human flesh that needs to be practiced. I've never been able to get that one. So, if you're a preacher out there, if you're a pastor, an evangelist, or a teacher, stop telling your people to memorize scripture. Tell them to know God. Learn who God is. And how do you learn? Yeah, by opening the Word of God, opening the Scriptures. So it's a couple of verses. Part of this background is, it goes along with part of the background, just the, before the background is Second Samuel 7. There are two verses. Second Samuel 7, 6 and 7, 6 and 7. For I have not dwelt, we need to clarify what the temple of God is first where he sets up because when jesus saves god through jesus christ by the holy spirit it saves us he saves us individually now he can't save in a group that's your own one we can't we can talk to a whole group as we give reports and work or speeches or whatever however god doesn't come in and say okay i'm just going to touch the whole building and let's just say no god can touch everyone in there when the the Holy Spirit fell on that hundred, roughly 120 people in Acts chapter 2. He didn't just, okay, I'm going to fall on the whole bedding and just fill the whole bed. No, no, no. It fell on everyone individually. Go back and read it. It says it. Individually, the whole room. That's what filled. So he's filling the temple. So this is a little background of, first of all, we need to understand what, sorry, just like the true church is not any one building. For I have not dwelt and back then, obviously, he was speaking to the people of God, the first one. And this involved, he was actually speaking to David at this point. For I have not dwelt, that I is God. I have not dwelt in a house since the time that I brought the children of Israel all up from Egypt. Remember, it's God that delivers from the sense. God that cleanses. God that opens our door. God that goes before us. From Egypt, either place of bondage, place of oppression. I'm kind of seeing that now, even to this day, but have moved about in a tent, in a tabernacle. Those tents and tabernacles are eventually taken down. What is the tent and tabernacle today? It's the true one. It's our bodies, our vessels. When they remove, we are like a vapor here today, gone tomorrow, as it says in James. When God is ready for it, he's telling us, uh, take up your temple, take up your vessel, take up your tabernacle. I need you to go here. Some of us want to put it in the ground with concrete and put that kind of foundation on the earth. He's not telling nobody to do that. Wherever I have moved about with all the children of Israel, have I ever spoken a word to anyone from the tribes of Israel? Remember, there was probably They were the firstborn of God, and they still are, by the way. Except for those that have believed that Jesus is truly anointed one, truly Messiah. Then they became one, both Jew and Gentiles whom I commanded to shepherd my people, Israel, saying, Why have you not built for me a house of cedar? He never told any of them to do that. And another background one is over Acts 17.24. And the context fits that nicely. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with him. We need to stop saying, oh, okay, oh, we see a church, that's where God dwells. Well, 
those are the people that go in and out of that building. But are you walking with people there? I'm not speaking against any church building for sale. Those buildings still have to get, in order to be built up, you know, whether it's constitutional or not, they still have to get the local government municipality approval. They still have to meet health codes and health standards. So when it's somewhere so I'm not knocking that building per se. God maybe. So that's a little background on that one. But again, the light can you know, the light of Jesus Christ when he comes into us when we're born again. We're generally born again and we believe in our heart and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Don't just say he's Savior, not Lord. And don't don't try and come to the false teaching out there trying to discredit the lordship of Jesus Christ. They're heretics. If you see someone trying to knock the lordship of Jesus Christ, run from them. Turn it off. Because it's fake. True. Will I get attacked on it? Yep. You're not attacking me. You're attacking Jesus Christ. He's my defense. But the light cannot come in until uh, that candlestick is set up, it's placed, wherever it's at. And we come into our temples. So now as we continue along on that one, there's three verses that related to this background. And that the first one is, I have to flip here. As in order, is our key verse, which is Revelation chapter 2, 5. Remember, therefore, again, this is the warning for this particular church, but it's a warning even today that's still valid, still applicable. Too many pastors, most of most of them across America, and I'm speaking mostly to Americans right now, being that God allowed me to be born here, not somewhere else. I think that are easily applicable. They don't want to preach it because it draws people out. It offends them. In other words, they're not then I believe in Hebrews 4.12 that the double-edged sword and not only cuts and edifies, trims out the fat of life, but it also cuts asunder, so it's like separating us from what we truly are. Remember therefore from when, where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. You see, especially in the verse, the word repent, but if you see it written twice, I would be a little concerned here. Second verse is right behind it. First John 4.19 For we love him because he first loved us. Do you truly love him? Is that the reason you love him? Or do you love him out there because you think he gives you riches, he gives you a big house, he gives you a lot of money in the bank. He gives you all these material assets out there. He allows you to travel all over the place. And says, is that the reason you love him? And over in Leviticus 24.4, he shall be in charge of the lamps. Now that he, I believe, is on the pure, pure gold lampstand before the Lord. Now remember when God gave Moses that vision for that temple and that tabernacle, as it's also written in Hebrews, he, that was only a shadow of the heavenly vision. That is not even close when we get to when we get to heaven and we see the real lampstand and we see the true light. So there's a little backup. When one is born again, there's somewhere to be genuine salvation, not that fake stuff. The too many that are fake salvations today, but the ones that's truly born again, genuine believers in Jesus Christ. The God 
You know, my handwriting sucks. I think I need a secretary for now. Um, the God basically comes over and he heals us, cleanses us. He takes over his church, his building, our temples, our bodies. He takes them over. He becomes Lord and Savior, and it's both. And then he rules it. He doesn't rule us with an iron fist. He doesn't do it uh, against our will. When we when we are truly born again, we've surrendered our wills to him. We willingly lay it down as he willingly laid down his life. Remember, Jesus himself had a little doubt in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, where he, he knew it was going to be painful. Then and he wanted, he was, he wanted on his fleshy side to say, do, we, do I really have to go through this? Obviously, the Father says, uh, yeah, which you already knew it because him and the Father are one. And the Holy Spirit are one. Um, so that was a lot of pain to just be nailed to a cross. I want to say you try that. No, don't try that. Um, besides, you're not coming in to try that. Temple of bodies. When we're saved, and then at that moment, the devil who, because remember, we are all, we're creation of God, but because of the sin nature that we've inherited from everyone's first father and mother Adam and Eve in that order yep it is it's not in sin it's not an even Adam it's Adam and Eve but it is bold some people will grab a text out of context in the New Testament which only mentions uh, Adam no 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 you need to go back to refer to both you need to do a study of both of it it is both that sinned against God and both that we are inherited because they came together according to the flesh at that point as all people were born with a husband and wife, uh, we have become children of the devil, basically. That stands behind over in Ephesians when we're called sons, and all, which means sons and daughters of disobedience, sons and daughter of the devil. Ephesians touches upon that quite clearly, uh, especially for those that, more so for those that have eyes. So we are walking around until Jesus Christ as children of devil. Even Jesus called the religious leader during his days on earth. Uh, I says, you do, you teach, you teach, you speak, you live according, just like your father, the father of lies. They held themselves out as children of Abraham, the descendants of Abraham. But if they were children of Abraham, then they would have believed in the same God that Abraham did. So, he has the temple initially, temporarily. He took it over by the Spirit. I mean, through the sin nature of Adam. That's what our fleshy bodies are. That's why these fleshy bodies will be changed upon death or upon the rapture, whichever comes first for us. But when Jesus comes in, takes over, and that new birth, he basically evicts, I'm going to use a worldly term, he evicts the devil, and says, you're out of here, walks around. Um, there'll be, I'll give the uh, different references later. It's like one, two, three, four, five, there's six of them. When God, there's, there's more, but this is what came to mind. When God is living and moving in us, through us, when we sin, mess up. But that's where we have that. We can go to that promise over in First John says, you know, when we sin, we now have an advocate in Christ Jesus. That's the, encur the very encouraging part. And there's going to be a few encouraging parts in there. We're convicted by the Holy Spirit, which 
That's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts us of sin. He convicts first of us because we now are intimate. We have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit as a promise. We're sealed with him as a promise. We hear his spirit. If you're not growing in your hearing and understanding of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will only speak what he hears, what Jesus tells him to speak. And Jesus said in several occasions, he only speaks when he hears the Father speak. That's perfect unity. Are we are perfect in the flesh. We're not perfectly unity. We can't. Any question is going to have a fake part of it. So again, it's like six verses that kind of back that up. So one is like David got convicted in Psalm 51:11 uh, when he started his conviction. Up. Started out with Bathsheba, then it just snowballed. For those in the Northeast know what that word means. Um, where he got convicted, he was concerned. God obviously went quiet because of sin. I'm assuming part of this was before God sent the prophet to convict him. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Um, now, he didn't, David, because David, we know, repented. Yep, I should have uh, turned it around. Hosea. Chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten up. This is a lot of our lives. Well, unfortunately, them, they, were, they never got into God. You have eaten the fruit of lies because you trusted in your own way and the multitude of, of your mighty men. A couple of these verses you're going to hear repeated again during certain areas. So I'll say, but then you have in Matthew 12, 43 through 45, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. That verse will be repeated later out there within the context. 7, 8, Matthew 24, I mean 21 through 42, Jesus said to him, have you... Never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous it is marvelous in our eyes. Read the name how to write. Maybe not. Isaiah sixty three eleven. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people saying, Where is he who brought them up? Out of the sea with the shepherd, with the shepherd of his flock. Where is he who put his Holy Spirit within them? Again, as you can see, that's those are all just verses, some verses that attest to who we were before Jesus Christ and who we are supposed to be after Jesus Christ and how God works everything out and how, you know, the enemy of our souls, which is Satan. He wants us back. He wants us. Which the only way to get once we're in the hand of God, and Jesus said that clearly in John 17, that once we're in His hand, in the Father's hand, absolutely no one or nothing can snatch us out. But those that are falling under that false salvation, that sinner's prayer, which is not even biblical and has no righteousness in itself, um, and so many are trusting that one. 
those are the ones that will usually quickly fall away. You study the parable of the sower with four different seeds. Only one of them was legitimate salvations. There are so many of those that are following the first three today amongst us. We don't we won't know them right away. They will even show fruit for a season. But guess what? It happens at the end of the season. Apples and oranges only grow on apples and oranges trees for season. But then there's buds that are in there. Then they're harvested. Now that's a physical that's a physical harvesting for those that picked apples out there, you know, in the New England area and other areas that have such. And obviously this was a part of my notes, so this is additional. We want to see examples now of those that where God has left the place. Some of it permanent, some of it they never repented, some of it they did. There's like, okay, here's the rest of them that's going to go right through. And at the end, the Lord impressed upon both for me and for y'all listeners to ask application questions if I can read them when I get there that's why my glasses are up so again here's where the good rest of them is 1, 2, 3 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 there's 11 verses so this will cover the other verses now 10 now this is the context of Matthew 12 43 through 44 when the non complete as we just read that one a few minutes ago when the non clean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says I that I is that demon that was cast out of cast out of that man and it could be man or woman too in actually I will in this case it was a male I will return to my house notice he's still calling it his house that should make some quake turn to my house from which I came and when he comes he finds it empty Swept and put in order. Hmm, interesting. That sounds like what Jesus Christ does when he comes in. He empties his out, cleans his out, cleans it up. It's like when we move into an apartment or a house, we clean it up, even though it, it may be new, but we're still going to clean it up with the dust and whatnot. Swept it and put it in order. And then we start bringing in our junk. Uh, okay, that was me. That was for me. Every time I've moved from a different place. I get everything that says, okay, I'm not bringing all this junk in there. Well, guess what happens? We bring in junk. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. Uh, I'm like, I can't see it, but I'm shaking in my booties here. It's ten. Next time I'm going to try putting this in order. Uh, Judges 16:20. We're going to remember this fellow. For those of you who read the Bible, and she said, "The fellow seems out upon you that she is Delilah, by the way, who tricked upon you, Samson." So he awoke from his sleep, but he said, "I will go out as before, at on other times and shake my sleep free." But pay attention, this is critical. Now we know Samson repented, but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. I think some church leaders, elders, and whatnot can be sitting today saying, uh, Has the Lord left and I don't know it? 
That should be scary. That should be making many quake right now. 12, 1 Samuel 16, 14. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul because he refused to repent. He disobeyed the Lord at one point with telling him what to do. And he refused to repent of it and quickly make it right. That's why we have the Holy Spirit that convicts us saying, uh, you did preach the whole class, but you forgot to go there. Or you forgot to, to do this or do that. Don't forget, check. It's a complaint. If it's just confess, and Jesus is already making advocacy for us before the Father. It's not our brothers and sisters that make our advocacy. It's Jesus Christ that we may do. You know, we may uh, make advocacy for another brother or sister, but that advocacy has little weight. I don't want to say no weight. It doesn't have little weight before the throne of God. It's the weight of Jesus Christ and his shed blood is our advocacy. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. I don't know about y'all, but I do not want a distressing spirit. I don't want the Lord departing the distressing spirit. 13. Not one of these we read before. So 1 Samuel 28:15 and 16. Now Samuel said to Saul. Now when Saul couldn't figure out what was going on. Actually, this was after Samuel died. <laughs> he went and saw. Saw. Uh, Ouija boards. Rooted in. Back then it was um, sorcerers. Um, mediums or whatnot. By the way, mediums still exist. But they don't speak to the word of God. They don't even know God. Now Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me? He's dead in with the Lord. God obviously allowed him to somehow speak to him. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed for the Philistines make war against me. And God has departed from me and does not answer me anymore. Neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called you. And you may reveal to me what I should do. Then Samuel said, So why do you ask me? Seeing that the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy. I highly suggest some go in and read the whole context on that one just to see. Uh, 14, Isaiah 63, 10 and then 11 again in context. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy and he fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit within them? This is going to have quite a bit of verses in it. Actually, not quite a bit. Sorry, three. We're back to Matthew 21, 41 through 43. Remember, we read 42 a, a moment ago. They said to him, He will destroy those wicked men measurably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus said to them, Have you not read in the scriptures? He's talking to religious leaders at this point. It was supposed to be leading the people. Yeah, leading them astray. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Yeah, his nation. He was threatening Israel. This is now Israel has not been pulled away. Those that teach such, you need to repent very quickly on that one. 
that God is not finished with his, his firstborn yet. Other verses that, you know, that some of the uh, other writers down, I'm not going to say author, there's one author whose name is God. Mark 12, 9, Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And, of course, Luke 20, 16, He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard him, they said, Certainly not. Uh, he did. Galatians 5, 4 is the next verse. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempted to be justified by the law and not follow from grace. I think I'm going to put these in order next time. <laughs> Hosea 9.12 Though they bring up their children, yet I will bereave them to the last man. Yes, woe to them when I depart from them. Yeah, it definitely would be a woe. Deuteronomy 31.17 Then my anger will be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured. And many evils and troubles shall befall them. So that <clears throat> they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? Yeah, pretty much. 19, Isaiah 9, 17. I'm going to try my order here. My God will cast them away because they did not obey him and they shall be wonders among the nations. I don't really want to be a wonder. I don't know about you. Isaiah 10, 2, their heart is divided. Now they are held guilty. They will break, he will break down their altars. He will ruin their sacred pillars. These are just some examples, you know, through prayer and stillness before the Lord. We can only get direction, salvation, by being still before the Lord. That's when we have to shut up. But no, I haven't mastered that yet. Sometimes I still got a big mouth. But sometimes I speak before I fully listen. And like every single one of us, and don't say you don't do it. Say, well, I'm mature now. I don't do that no more. You are arrogant and prideful, and you are not right with God, but brother or sister. There's a couple of application questions that I had to ponder for myself. I did still pondering. Is the Holy Spirit telling you to repent and then to go and warn? Are you called to do that? Yes. Well, obviously, we are called to do that. When God wants us to warn. He's going to warn through us. And when he says, general salvation, if it doesn't have before believe in Jesus, repent or turn. You have to use the word repent. Just say turn from your ways and turn toward the Lord. Repent the same thing. Like Saul or Samson before he repented. Saul didn't repent. King Saul had not noticed and got left. I wrote this on the bottom of the page. Don't ever do that if you're making notes, by the way. Use the next page. Uh, are you still doing church without God? I guarantee if we were to be able to travel across this awesome nation and even the world, we will recognize through the Spirit of God that um, there are churches or even ministries uh, which extensions of churches supposed to be that are still conducting business as usual not even knowing God has left the building I says is that you step back with only one thing it's all we need don't need notes don't need books 
you know, occasionally encouragement can come through, correction can come through. Other men of God out there, you know, that were led to write books not for the sake of dollar, that's usually mankind that will set a high dollar amount for greed. But sometimes it doesn't encourage one another. One that the Lord has shown me was the sound doctrine. Well, say A.W. Tozer out there. <laughs> Completely sound. Now, does that mean he was perfect? Nope. I'm sure he made a mistake. As a matter of fact, I've heard some of them. Or some people attest dispersion. Will you find mistakes out there? If you were to look at this, somehow see writings that was like, yep, yep, you sure will. Same with me, same with anybody. But, uh, are you a jeopardy of uh, having your lampstand or having your candlestick removed? Remember, that candlestick's removed, the light's got to remove with it. You're not going to pick up the light of Jesus Christ because he's gonna have, he wants to come in and, and set up into your holy temple. Right? When he saves, he saves an individual and then you are carrying his lampstand with him. But if you disobey, if you don't spend time with him, if you don't spend time in a relationship, it's like a husband and wife. If you're just all busy about making money and then you're taking the kids, running them to all these foolish activities, most 99% of them are not even biblical, you're just running around and not teaching them to set before the Lord, and you yourself are not taking for the Lord, then you're not, that's not a relationship of husband and wife for not spending you know, relationship time together However, it has to be done as the Lord shows you how to do it. And that relationship just gonna, it doesn't exist. The first relationship is supposed to be with God. Adam and Eve messed up when they sinned against God. They just lost that intimate relationship with Him. One and one, Adam first, and then Eve fell right behind. At that point, the relationship was just about them doing everything according to the flesh. We can fill ourselves up with all kinds of activities, but if we are not having time to sit before the Lord as Mary did, I mean Martha did no it was Mary, okay that's right that's then we're, we're just we're just running around in vain so I, you have a, I'm going to ask again an application question are you continuing in ministry uh, doing business as usual and the Lord has actually left the building and when he leaves, the Father leaves, the Holy Spirit leaves, and, and the Lord Jesus leaves. Oops, that was the wrong order, but it don't really matter because it's all one. Uh, that's a dangerous place you want to be. Instead, when God leaves in a, a, a temple, an area, a, whether it be a building or the true temple, which is us, and I got an ugly looking temple, let me tell you. I'm also this made with an ugly external. Uh, but, uh, but when he leaves, as we just read in a few verses over there, guess who comes back? He goes, well, I'll take it back over. And it's no longer going to be swept, put in order. It's going to be ugly as crap. I guarantee I'd be willing to wager. I don't wager the ponies. And I don't wager to throw my money. Now I have no money, so. And no, I'm not going to the Traverse today. Um... Part of me would like to go, but I'm not going to waste God's money on that crap uh, so others can get rich. Uh, um, I mean, if you got it, it would be a good place to go because I'd like to see the ponies. like to see the horses. I respect them, even when they're getting stung by a bee. Uh, and I'm on it, anyways. I don't, but uh, anyways, that's a little side humor out there, you know, for some of us, too.
need to look at that's verses like Second Corinthians thirteen five to make sure you're in the faith. You can even go to Revelation. You can even go to some of these verses that I mentioned. Uh, I'm gonna try and type some of them again in the uh, thing. But you think uh, God's still in your presence? Uh, you're still in His presence when He's actually left the building. Psalm one thirty nine, twenty three, twenty four. Love y'all.